welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, as always, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozipovich. Hello. Today's episode is brought to you by PhenomsFF.com. Join a season-long fantasy football league for money at PhenomsFF.com. Higher payouts, more league variety, and better customer service. So go to PhenomsFF.com to start a league today. There you have it, and let's get right into it. This week we are going to be doing a league uh, week in review, actually, this week. Uh, we are actually now moving to two episodes a week, guys, and that is nice to hear. Uh, a lot of people are enjoying the podcast, and they have asked for more, and that's what we're going to provide. So we, from here on out for the rest of the season, we will be doing two episodes a week, and we're going to do a week in review episode, and then we're going to do a specialty episode. You know, like this week, we're also going to do a, you know, a startup episode and how we're going to approach and attack startup drafts. But this week, let's get into week in review, and News that broke today, guys. Let's start here with Marvin Jones out four to six weeks with a broken foot. Ouch. Uh, that's never good. Those foot, you know, the feet you got to be real careful with. You can never come back early from because you got to fully let it heal. And this is bad news for Marvin Jones owners, but it's good news for Mohamed Sanu owners. Absolutely. It puts in uh, major questions into the beginning of the season there for um, Mr. Jones. And he'll probably be out longer than that four to six weeks, is my guess, with a pin. Yeah, they, they're they, saying in his foot. They had to put the screws in and everything. I mean, I I believe that's this the same uh, injury that Julio Jones has had repeatedly. Okay. So there's a high occurrence of uh you know re-injury as well with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it was fractured, not completely broken, but still, it's it's still not something you can mess around with. And you know, the Bengals we know are running going to a run-heavy offense and. It's again. It's going to be good for Sanu owners. You're going to finally know. You're going to know this year what you have in Muhammad Sanu. I've heard good things coming out of camp about him, and now we're going to know exactly what we have. You know, with AJ Green on the outside, it should open up things for Sanu. It's going to be good for. It's going to let, allow Tyler Efert to take a step forward, and we'll see if Jermaine Gresham can kind of capitalize on a uh, free agency year and see if he can do numbers as well. And we'll see how they, they run the two tight end sets, but. All in all, it's still going to be a ground and pound game. AJ Green's still going to get his, and again, I think I think of anything, this is going to help Sanu. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, if you guys remember, I was a big Sanu guy coming out of uh, out of Rutgers, and kind of didn't uh, it didn't start off as well as I would have hoped. But you know, now he's a few years later in the league, and I I think he he can be he's very capable, and I hope that maybe he seizes the moment, and maybe takes that job. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like their wide receiver, two is kind of almost by committee between him and Jones. So right. This injury should uh, clear that up a little bit. And, you know, we'll get Sanu there in there early in the season. If he can establish himself, I mean, I think that job is really ripe for the take. And I don't think Jones locked anything up. Right. And I think, uh, like Rich was saying, though, it's uh, this will be this is this will make or break for Sanu. You'll know what you got in him right now. So, right. yeah, ride right. You know, if he can get if he can put something together early. He might lock himself in as that number two job, and we might see Marvin Jones come back late in the season as number three. Um, as far as redraft, this is going to knock Marvin Jones off, off of all redraft boards altogether. When I do my top 200 redraft board, Marvin Jones will not even be on it. So he's pretty much uh, pretty much done for the year for redraft leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody that, you know, you could swoop up on waivers later on in the year and redraft if, if he comes back. Right, and some leagues, maybe like I know mine's like this where, 
you can kind of get savvy and add a guy that's on IR. So maybe draft him late and throw him out like on an IR spot and then just pick somebody up on waivers, like with the last pick. Cause I would assume most people are going to think the way you guys are thinking, like not even draft him at all. Him up, right. right. So maybe take him with the last pick. If your league does this, you can throw him on IR and then first round of waivers, pick somebody else up. Savvy move. Over right. Yeah. Like that's right. Nice, <laughs> nice thinking. If you do have an IR, that's not a bad idea. Cause Marvin Jones is explosive when he comes back. We all remember the three touchdown game he had. Uh, last year, or was that four touchdowns he had last year? Yeah, I can't remember. I think it might have been it was four. It was a lot. That's our, yeah, I can't remember either. Well, let's talk about somebody that's coming back from injury today. Actually, two guys came back today. Odell Beckham is finally practicing since the first day of camp. Uh, that's good signs. I, I, At this point, I'm not really expecting a lot from Beckham at all this year. Um, I, I did my recent rookie ranks. Our All our rankings will be updated. Matt will be on the site. Uh, within the next day or two. Okay, yeah, we all we, we did all our rankings here. And I know I moved Beckham down um, a little bit, and I had some people move up. You go, you'll be able to see I know Kelvin Benjamin moved up a lot for me. Is this your rookie rankings, Rich, yeah, or your my, overall? Okay, rookie, rookie rankings, okay. yeah. So, and I know everybody else kind of, well, you'll see when you see him on the site. But, yeah, Beckham's finally back, and, again, he's got a lot of catching up to do. He's missed a lot of time, and I know Coughlin was a little frustrated, and I still – I just don't think, you know, obviously I still like Beckham long-term, but this hurts. I mean, this is clearly put, puts Ruben Randall in the number two slot, which some assumed he'd be there all along. I, I necessarily didn't assume that. Um, I still want to see Randall clean up his route running a little bit. Cruz, they, they still have no tight end of record, and it looks like it's going to be a two-headed machine with Rashad Jennings and Andre Williams. Both look pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to get into next besides Beckham. I, mean, I guess there's not a lot to say besides he back, he's back in practice. Still don't expect a lot from him today. But let's, let's get into this, Rashad Jennings and Andre Williams. Uh, Andre Williams went up in my rookie rankings a lot. Yeah, definitely. A lot. I was a fan coming out of Boston College. You guys, if you've been listening since the beginning, saying I, he was kind of always under the radar for being a Heisman finalist and running for 2,000 yards. He was always under the radar because of his stone hands. And I've always been a Williams fan. And now he's just showing on the field, what I, I thought he could do all along. And if this guy could catch, he would have been, you know, could, could have been one of the first running backs taken in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's un- I mean, it's unfortunate how bad his hands are, but he has really shown a lot as a running back so far in the preseason. So I, I'm, I'm actually higher on him as well than I was a, a couple of weeks ago before I saw him in action. Yeah, I, I've, I've liked him from day one, and I think that uh, basically what we've seen is kind of maybe, I mean, I don't want to say what I've expected, but it's, it's nice to see to see that i guess like yeah it's kind of what i expected (laughs) and you know like you said rashad jennings now rashad jennings had five rushes for 85 yards and a touchdown but one of those you know most of that yardage came off of one run 73 yards and a touchdown it was nice if someone does that a lot right and yeah (laughs) and jennings jennings has looked good i'm not gonna lie i mean he has looked good i'm still not buying the jennings you know i'm he's still he's 29 um, the fact that A. Will is still running really well is telling me that he is the back of the future there. He might not catch, but they can always go on. You can always find a third down gadget, especially running back out there. So to me, Andre Williams is just making a case that he is the future and he should be rising up rookie your rookie boards as well. Because this is a guy that looks like he can start in the NFL and he's going to score touchdowns. I mean, especially, I'm not sure we, we touched on it yet, but I mean, David Wilson retired. I don't know if we and touched that. Uh, we have not touched yeah, that. Yeah. He is. He is gone forever. Right. And, yeah, that all that does is hurt. I mean, we all know besides Payne Hill is being the cover of man, man, you know, Madden, he's never done anything else. So 
and Jennings, where his, he does have value, and he's going to get the carries. He's probably going to be the starter this year. I think it's going to be a pretty close split in my eyes a little bit. I mean, Jennings probably get a couple more carries a game than Williams, but the big thing here is touchdowns. Williams is going to be a touchdown vulture from Jennings. He's going to get all the goal line work. They yeah, they already used him in the you know in the first preseason game as a as a goal line back. Yeah, and no reason to get any goal line carries this week was because they just weren't in the red zone exactly. when he was in. I mean, and Williams had seven carries for thirty five yards in that game, and you know without touchdowns, unless Rashad Jennings is running for seventy three yards and a touchdown, they're going to go to Andre Williams. So Andre Williams is definitely worth a grab in redraft leagues. You know, definitely, if I had to pick between Jennings and Williams when it comes to redraft leagues, I'm letting somebody else take Jennings high, and I'm going to sit back and take Williams. Right. And I'm going to vulture that. Yeah, definitely. And do the vulture touchdowns. Because if Williams can get away and score eight touchdowns or somehow get to ten touchdowns, there's only a handful of running backs last year that scored double-digit touchdowns in all the NFL. And let's face it, I mean, Rashad Jennings isn't like the picture of health. He's had nagging injuries pretty much his entire career as yeah. a backup. So, I, I mean. And those don't get better. No, I mean, so you got to expect him at some point to get some kind of nagging injury. And, and Andre Williams could very well see a feature role some, at some point during the season. More, yeah. You know, more so than just a vulture role. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I mean, injury to, injury to Jennings can put him into high-end running back two numbers right away. So. Big fan of Andre Williams. And here's what I'm doing. If I'm a Rashad Jennings owner, I'm ecstatic to have him a Rashad Jennings owner because he's going to a place where he can start. This is going to be the highest that his value has ever been. Week one, he runs for a 73-yard touchdown. Week two, I don't care. As soon as he puts up a 100-yard game, I am selling Jennings for as much as I can get. And that guy out there that needs that running back this year, and he's going to pay for it. You know, Maybe you can get a first-round pick for Rashad Jennings. And I'm saying sell, sell 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 you could definitely get the first round pick you know to the right buyer yeah to the right buyer and that's what it's all about I mean. there's always a sucker out there to buy somebody like Rashad Jennings who's 29 years old and you know a running back I mean he's not the future guys it's just as plain and simple and Andre Williams is just emphasizing that fact every day for us and if and if you're not in a PPR league I mean hey what are you doing but if you're not I mean his his value's even even that much higher I'm not in a PPR league and in, in the league that I run but that's Neither here nor there. But since you called me out. What are um, you doing? <laughs> you're, t- you're, you're doing it wrong, doing Mike. It wrong. Hey, man, doing it the old school way. All right, let's touch on some other subjects of this week. Uh, another good thing for today, Gronk got back today, participated in 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's a good sign. All signs are pointing for Gronk to start week one, which is great news for Gronk owners. And, I mean, we've been saying this all along. When Gronk plays, Gronk is the number one fantasy tight end in the NFL, and he's a must-have. And, I mean, in startup leagues, which we'll get into uh, later in the episode next week, I'll, I'll get into Gronk a little bit. He's somebody I kind of want to emphasize on next week's, or actually this week's episode we do later this week. But uh, Gronk is back. Good signs. Week one, don't be hesitant in your redraft leagues to take him high. I wouldn't let him get past the third round if I was anybody. That's just me. I'm a big Gronk fan, though. Yeah, obviously, like a huge difference maker at the position. Right. I mean, one of the elite. I mean, it's him and, and Jimmy Graham, and that's, you know, that's it. So, no, if he's healthy, it's right. a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, let's get into rookies here, since we've talked a lot about rookies. Already. Right. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go here. Ones I finally, I have finally, since February, made the flip-flop. I've finally done it, guys, in my, in my rankings. We have Jordan Matthews and Brandon Cooks. Jordan Matthews is my number three rookie since February. Brandon Cooks has been my number four. Well, Brandon Cooks hasn't been my number four since February, because I did talk a little smack about him at one point. But I have come full circle, 360 degrees, about face. Here I am, 10 hut. Brandon Cooks is my number three overall rookie. This guy has been blowing up 
everything since camp. I mean, ESPN uh, Saints beat writer Mike Triplett said today, you know, he makes one or two of the biggest plays at practice on a daily basis. People are raving about this guy nonstop. In his last game, five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Team high, eight targets. They are going to go after this kid. He's going to explode. He's going to make plays. He is such high upside as a wide receiver three for this year immediately that, I mean, I had to make the move, guys. I mean, I'm just a big, I'm just, every day I'm just growing more and more a fan of Cooks. You know, the talent's there, and he's in the best system, again, what we talked about before, that he could possibly be in. Yeah, I said it a week or two ago when we were talking about rankings. I flip-flopped him, so obviously you're copying off me first. But (laughs) clearly, um, I flipped him as well. I just everything I've seen at I mean, just like you, I you know, I think we were all kind of down on Cooks just due to size. And then he went to the Saints and things started turning the other way. And then you start hearing about him in practice. And you know, one thing leads to another. You see him, you're seeing all these highlights of him. And he just looks great. And I, I haven't really heard too many even positive things about Jordan Matthews. I think at the end of the day, he's still going to be fine. But like you hear tons of great things on Cooks all the time. Daily. Yeah. I mean, literally daily. I mean, yeah, and I mean, it could be just a, uh, you don't hear anything good about anyone coming out of Philly camp, do you? I mean, I don't. It no. might just be the kind of camp they're running. They might not, they might be a little bit more tight-lipped about that kind of stuff, the media that is. Yeah, it could be. And, um, and you know, maybe just down there in Saints country, they're just loving the Saints so much. Yeah, and, and you know? <laughs> I wouldn't let Matt get his take in him before this board. Before I say anything about that, but I have he- heard good things about Matthews coming out of camp. Oh, really? I've heard that he's been running with the ones. I heard that Chip Kelly loves him. I've just been um, hearing drop balls, man. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm just reading the wrong guys on Twitter or what. I don't know. I, I mean, mean the seven targets this week and three drops are, is a big concern. But he's a right. rookie, and I still really like his game. And it wasn't like a huge concern for him in college. No, it wasn't. So I'm not overly worried about it. I mean, I'm sure he's got a lot going in his mind with Chip. Again, Chip Kelly's offense is complicated. Right. And, guys, we've been saying this all year. We don't expect a lot from Jordan Matthews this year. It's for the same reasons. He has to learn Chip Kelly's offense. He's got a lot going on. And receivers take a little bit and of receivers time. Receivers take a little while. So, but I Cooks still is in a better position. He's in a better position though, being with the Saints. Instant. It's instant. Immediately. So, and that's what caused the flip flop because you're getting immediate gains from Cooks right. this year, and that's going to add up over time. And you know, the lifetime. I mean, we're looking at dynasty here, so we're talking about a lifetime of stats here. You know, I drafted Cooks in our in our dynasty nerds draft, and right. I'm ecstatic where I got him, and I am even more happy now that I can plug him in right away. He's a day one plug-in who's going to produce. He's going to give you wide receiver three numbers consistently, and there's going to be weeks he puts up wide receiver one numbers. There's going to be weeks, I mean, guys, he put up, he had his five catches, 55 yards and touchdown within like a quarter span. So there, when he's in here for a whole game, this is a guy that may catch, you know, with eight targets in that span, this is a guy who can catch 10, 12 balls, 100 yards, touchdown. I mean, we're talking 20, we're talking double-digit points here on a weekly basis. I mean, this is a guy you want to target. And again, this is where I go back to saying where being a dynasty player helps you in a redraft league. Everybody else knows about Cooks as well, but they're still going to view him as a rookie. And they're going to still view names like Marcus Colston on that team might have more value than Cooks. And I'm here to say that I think Cooks is going to be the number one point getter besides Jimmy Graham on that team in a PPR league. And I think he's going to come in right away and just help. And he's somebody you can get in like the 10th, 11th, 12th round of your redraft leagues. And he's the kind of guy that you can take a receiver before him just on name value and then trade him away because Cooks is doing better and still get good value for him. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if I'm ready yet to flip-flop those guys. I know you guys are. 
I'm going to wait to see how this this plays out a little bit more in preseason before I make that move myself. Right. I mean, I'm and I could see that because there's some things that like I was kind of thinking about like some of my my rookie rankings. There's ones where I I flip flop some guys and other ones that I haven't, and you know that. I might reserve the right to change that again, right. you know, next week. I, I think they're one of those things where uh, Matthews was way ahead of Cooks for me for a long time. And I think I've seen enough now over the last, you know, few weeks or whatever where it's inched up and it was closer and I finally flip-flopped them. But I, I might I might go back before the season starts. But I think just the way it looks now, I don't see that happening. But I might just, but be, it's, I just it, might be a little bit more stubborn or something. I don't know what right. it is. You but are stubborn. It just takes a little bit more than one preseason game right. for me to move guys up, you know, up ahead of another guy. And I see I, what you're saying because I, I know coming in here, I didn't want to come across as a guy that's yeah. like, oh, I'm flip-flopping right. some things off of, based off of one preseason game. I'm not that naive. And I know you're not that e- way either, Rich. But there's a certain thing you just see something you're like, Ah, you know what? I was looking at it wrong the whole time. This right. guy is no, legit. I mean, you get those you know? moments of you know, like everything clears up, and you're like, oh, bam! You know, he is an NFL player. He's proving it on the on the field in actual game action. But I mean, at the same time, sometimes guys aren't you know, sometimes guys aren't playing all the ones on defense and stuff like you get yeah. like a mixed bag in, in those, especially early in the preseason. Yeah. That third game is where I'm gonna really start making you know big time adjustments, or maybe not big time adjustments, but you know my 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 stuff will really be set in stone right. by that third game. Yeah, and I don't live. And I was there's a lot of guys I I have here to talk about that I'm gonna say, hey, this is one preseason game. Don't let it go. To yeah, your heads here. It's just a preseason game. A lot of these guys aren't even playing against starters, so don't do that. But for Cooks, it's not just an accumulation of what he did uh, in the game. It's just what I've been hearing since day one of camp. No, yeah, I, exactly. I, I get it. You're, you know, you, there's tons of positive reports and, and stuff like that. And then he followed it up with a game, you know, that had a good, he had a good game, you know, in the first preseason game. Exactly. So I, I mean, I get it. If but I just... hear, if you're here doing well and you come out and you show me that you're doing well, then I'm paying more attention right. and I'm starting to buy in. Right. You can, you come out next week and you do well again. And I'm really buying it. All right, it's just more data points. I get it. Uh, I'm just, I'm just not there yet. Right. Not this is funny. If you were heard our, if you go back and listen about our second, third, or fourth podcast, where we're so negative on cooks, <laughs> just the the turn has been amazing. Well, the more you learn, the smarter you are. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah, why no you doubt, put in the man. time, and that's why you pay attention. And you know what's gonna be good for you guys as well. You know, get on DynastyNerds.com uh, on a daily basis is that we will be updating our rankings from here on out for the regular season on a weekly basis. So no longer on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis. So make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com and check that out. Let's stay in NOLA. Let's talk about Mark Ingram, huh? Starting the game. game. Whoa. Eight carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Surprise, know, surprise, know, surprise. My first-round pick from a few years back is finally starting to look good. Still not buying it. Still not buying nah, it. Nah, I'm not into that. I think no. that's just fake. He wants a, <laughs> I don't he know. Wants, he wants a contract. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope here – I mean, again, I've been – pushing Pierre Thomas is like a sleeper in redraft leagues all year long. And it, it, it's and Mark Ingram's going to run like this during preseason. Him and Pierre are going to be splitting carries all year long. I know they have every, and everybody keeps talking about Kyrie Robinson. That's another guy that I, I mean, even national pundits are, you know, Kyrie Robinson, this guy, this guy is pretty good. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with that guy as well. That's just me. But yeah, Mark Ingram coming in there. I mean, he, he looked good. He looked good. I'm not, I mean, just not I'm not I'm not ready either. I mean, he is a a player. I like I have him on one of my teams. I drafted him in the first round, first overall in that draft, and he's shown me nothing so far. So I'm not going to get overly excited about you know this one preseason game, similar to you know uh, Cooks or whatever. Yeah. But 
it is nice. I'm not gonna lie. It's nice if you've owned them and you've been like suffering. Yeah, you're waiting for the them. payoff. It is actually nice to see him do yeah. something positive instead of like injuring his foot and you yeah. know, banging up his knee and like constantly being injured. Like I'm an Inger boner in yeah. a dynasty league. I took him with a with a high first round pick and uh, I'm still not happy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, neither am I. But it, it's at least a, a a slight little positive sign. Maybe they'll actually commit a little bit more to the run this year. We'll see. I don't know. The worst part about polishing a turd. Still a turd. Still a turd. It still stinks, and it's let's, brown. Let's talk. You know, since we're talking about coming around on guys and everything, let's talk about a guy that Matt's been down on since day one. Last episode, he came around a little bit. We broke him a little bit. Let's start here again with Kelvin Benjamin. What a day! He had a twenty-nine year touchdown, and that verse. You know, he started on even on the one wide receiver sets. He was the only one in there, so he's gonna get the most targets. And he beat Stephen Gilmore for the Bills, right, one of right. the top cor- young cornerbacks in the league. So I did not get a chance to watch this game. All I saw was the text message that you sent, just claiming that he might be a superstar, and and. It was a nice catch. Was it? An, I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't yeah. see the, the catch at all. So I, I am, I'm totally uneducated. So I'm not going to be coming around anymore. And it was the only catch he made of the game. Right. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. But it was really okay, good. It counts right. for like three. It yeah. looks yeah, so all right. good. Yeah. One for 29 and a touchdown. We're talking nine points right out the gate. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, what's the right. point point is here is he's catching all the balls in camp, not dropping anything. He was in on the one receiver set. So he's going to be on the field the most of all these receivers. And, his yard again. His yardage this year might not be there, but his touchdowns will be there. He'll be close to double digit touchdowns. This who year. else do they have a receiver? They have Jericho um, Cotri. Yeah, who caught ten touchdowns last year. I wow. Silva. That's Evan that's Silva made some really good points on uh, Jericho Cotri and say he say he was telling us uh, while I was listening to his podcast saying about how the everybody's talking down on the Panthers how the Panthers receiving core this year is better than it was last year, and everybody's making a big stink about le- losing Steve Smith. But now they're bringing size in with you know Kachery, who had ten touchdowns last year. I, had wow, no I would have never known that idea in the world. And now you have Kevin Bell, Kelvin Benjamin. I knew that because I was an Emmanuel Sanders owner, and uh, okay, he was always poaching all those and to, touchdowns. And Tavares King has been making some good noise in Carolina camp too. He's rising up the depth charts out there as well. Uh, I have a note down in here on him. He's somebody that's been doing really good in camp for him. You know, he's number four right now on the depth chart. He's been moving up. He caught all four targets for fifty yards during the game. So that's another guy that's rising up the charts. You know, and throwing Greg Olson, and, you know, Cam might not be as bad as we think he, you know, as bad off as he thinks he is. So, well, let's get in here. Uh, we do have a new sponsor, guys. We want to tell you a little bit about, about phenomsff.com. Uh, this is a new site that we found that is awesome. Again, we want to go out here and find sponsors that will help you guys. We didn't, you know, we had people contact us about sponsorship, but we want to go out there and find somebody that would benefit not only you know, just us, they get them on there and sponsor, but somebody can really help you guys. And I found a league called phenomsff.com. It's a, you know, it has dynasty leagues with lots of options, regular or IDP from $50 to $200 uh, entry fees. They have super flex lineups with a QB as a flex. And, you know, it's a place where you can trust that your league will continue year after year with a full prize pool. Uh, I talked to Mike personally, the owner of Phenoms, and he said he's never had to fold a dynasty league yet because you had to put a deposit on the following year. It, which helps because it allows they sell those teams and sometimes it lets you get in there. If you can't, if you have a really bad team, they sell it and somebody can play for free in a hundred dollar league. Uh, and the commissioner ensures fairness and prevents collusion at league, so you don't have to worry about a bad trade going down nice. or everybody getting down on you. Uh, it's a great site if you have seven friends that want to start a dynasty league and all of a sudden you can't find another five. Boom, you get on there, you start a private league. 
and they'll fill out after that, and you'll be all set to go. Uh, the rookie draft order is determined by potential points and not one loss record, thus preventing any incentive to tank the leagues. More than just dynasty leagues, they have one-year draft masters, keepers, and high stakes. They have higher payouts, especially on high stakes, the $500-plus leagues that pay out 93 to 95% of the total buy-in pool. So don't get gouged by the other sites. Great customer service. Mike, the owner of Phenoms, responds to your emails quickly and is always there to help get fix things and ensure fairness. It's a site that I will for sure be using here in the future. So thanks to PhenomsFF.com. And get down there and check them out, guys. P-H-E-N-O-M-S-F-F.com. And let's talk about some other guys here in the regular season that we are seeing. Not in the regular season, but in the preseason that we're starting to like. Like, you know, like Lamar Miller, for example. Right. He played all three downs with the starters. He showed that he was a three-down back. Lamar Miller, somebody I've been kind of preaching all year. Just waiting. Leagues, I've been waiting. Sleeper. I've been waiting for him. I think this might be the year now that Sean took a little, you know, not going to be there to start the season. I know Lamar Miller could be a three-down back. I'm just waiting for it, you know. So I'm excited. I hope he finally proves his worth. I've watched him a long time. I think this is going to be, well, obviously it's a make or break for him now because if he doesn't do it now, he's never going to do it. But, Better scheme for him this year. Right. Too, getting, getting him outside. Last year they tried to run him up the middle, and that's not his game. They're going to get him outside. I can, I, again, I think Lamar Miller is a great buy-low candidate. I'm giving up somebody. I'm trying. If I have Rashad Jennings, I'm trying to trade Rashad Jennings straight up for Lamar Miller if I can. Uh, great buy-low candidate. God bless you if you can make that deal. I mean, right. <laughs> God bless you and America. Um, some other guys that looked really good. Jay Culler looked great. Nine for thirteen. Everybody's been talking about Jay Culler as a great redraft fantasy sleeper. I'm, no, yeah. I'm all in on that. Yeah, I'm, redraft. I'm yeah. By. Redraft. He's great, man. Yeah, Zach Miller for Chicago. He was a benefit of that. Martellus Bennett short su- suspension caught all six targets. Six for sixty-two and a touchdown. Yeah, Zach I don't. I don't, I don't really see that chip. I like you know cutting into to Bennett's time once he gets back though. Do you? I'm just not really a big Bennett fan, so I'm the wrong guy to talk about. I'm not a big Bennett fan of what's. Yeah. Uh, not buying him whatsoever. I mean, he's not like a QB. I mean, he's a tight end one or anything. Like yeah, that. but right. people start he's him, a, and I feel like if you're starting him, you're in bad shape. Yeah, I mean, you you can do worse, but not. I mean, yeah, you could, I guess. You could. He's a good like tight end to pair with another like you know, so so yeah. tight end. You know, and you can kind of stream him again. No, I I have I don't even have stats here to back up why I don't like Bennett. It just I just don't think he's pretty, I, I, hater he episode. Hated it. <laughs> You know who else I saw? Just to throw it, I don't want to forget. I don't want to get you off track, but you know another game I watched this weekend. Blake Bortles. Did you guys catch any of that Jacksonville rerun at all? I didn't get a chance. Dude, Bortles looked great, man. Looked really good. He looked like a legit quarterback, man. Like he, you know, we we were just like so so. Hey, we think he could be good, but I I mean, after watching that, dude, he looks great. Yeah, his big problem was his footwork, and it looks like they've done a lot of that right away. I'm agree with Mike. I was getting these quarterbacks here a second because it's funny how we it's it's almost flip-flopped how we had it because we had teddy b in the beginning then john right and then bortles and after this weekend it looked like it was bortles uh, johnny teddy b right i mean actually like i know we i submitted the rankings but after watching the guy I, I finally just had to do it i had to knock bridgewater down man i just like i just it's kind of, it's kind of starting to like pile on you know n- not a lot of positive stuff comes out has been coming out about him and then i saw for sure i saw blake bortles and johnny manzel with my own two eyes manzel was is was definitely capable but bortles looked like you know they were talking about sitting him for the first year to me sure, i think dude's gonna start the first game he looks legit he looked really good i mean i i'm gonna agree with mike he did look really good he looked like a professional nfl quarterback which is really good for a rookie to do uh 
And again, he looked capable, and he looks like he's gonna be good. And I kept my rankings and his most recent rankings. I kind of, you know, I put Johnny number one just because of his running ability. I think he's gonna be a really good fantasy uh, quarterback. He, I think he has better options with Jordan Cameron and Josh Gordon. I think he has a better run game options too. So I put Johnny ahead for now. Uh, I did put Blake Bortles and Teddy B back to back. Teddy B ahead. Same reasons. I'm still a believer in Teddy. I think it's, it may take a little longer to develop. I still think he has good weapons there with Patterson. He still has AP. Uh, but, I mean, I literally put them right next to each other. But I moved. What I did was do is after all, seeing all these guys get through camp and everything, I actually moved my quarterbacks up finally. Instead of having my quarterbacks down for third-round grades, I gave them all late second-round grades mm-hmm. now from where I actually would take one of these quarterbacks because they all look like, you know, and let's just throw another guy in there. Garoppolo looked good in New England. Uh, I watched some of his game. He looked like he has some, the capabilities to be a starting NFL quarterback. But Bortles, yeah, I agree with Mike. I mean, he he looked fantastic. Yeah, he really did. And the thing about Garoppolo, though, where I'm just going to hold off a little bit, I hadn't, I, I just, everything that I was reading about him and just seemed was really negative. And then he just came out of nowhere and had a good game. So maybe he's a gamer or whatever, you know what I mean? Right, but but, a better game player than practice. Right, but like everything up until that point was slightly was more on the negative side that he wasn't looking good in camp, just based off of what I was reading, you know. Um, but just seeing just seeing Bortles, I was really impressed. I and, and if you got a good quarterback in the NFL, I mean, your team could switch in a heartbeat. So absolutely. I mean, when you have a good quarterback in fantasy, it's a, it's it's a, unless you're playing the super flex league, yes, it's a kind of position you can sit on. But it's the teams that have those Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees that you always see in the top of your boards because. And it's nice if you can get a Blake Bortles now and he turns into a franchise quarterback, say top seven kind of guy, again, you're sitting, that's a position you don't have to worry about for the next 10, 12 years. Right. So, yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I'm happy with what I saw out of Johnny football. Right. I'm happy with what I saw out of Bortles. Uh, so the rookie quarterbacks, you know, they, wrote, they rose in my rookie rankings because of that right there. Yeah. Uh, let's try and get through here. So a couple more people. Like, you know, here, let's go here to another high rookie pick. Let's compare the two. Sankey looked good. Right. But Sean Green got to start. They're, they're really talking about Sean Green. It's really starting to look now like it almost might be a committee. Um, I'm still not totally bought in, but, you know, Sean Green had four for 20. Oh, uh, Sean Green. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, but, yeah, like, where's the value? I mean, you know, for for fantasy purposes, right. I don't know. I would not waste a pick on him. No, not, I would know. And definitely not in Dynasty. No, What's the point? Yeah, he has no fantasy value, but I'm just right. trying to put a little, like, Again, because we've been talking high the whole time. He's the number one running right. back. And people are like, well, opportunity, opportunity. Sankey's right. going to be and, the best yeah. opportunity. Right. Well, it might not Maybe be that, that way. And they then might if get that's Sean the, Green all the goal line carries. Well, and then if that's the case, then you got to go hide. Right? I, if you I have go hide no matter what. Right. But I'm it's like, you know, we always play. I mean, I feel like we say this every episode. But, like, you know, on that, my thinking was, hey, if you're really hurting for a back, because we've had someone in our league like that that needed the starting back right away, it was something oh, to consider. Sean Green's worth a roster spot. Well, I mean, I was just talking about the uh, the Sankey versus oh, okay. uh, Hyde thing, you know, but like the quick, the payoff. But maybe the payoff, the quick payoff's not there then if they do to go Sean Green. You and, I'll, know? and I'll tell you what about this as well, about these rookie backs. I mean, if it was me personally, and this is probably the Homer effect coming into, but when it comes to rookie rankings on these backs, Sankey. Yeah, he went. He went. He's the first back tanking. He's taken, and he has a lot of upside. His catching best catching ability too. But I liked a lot what I saw of T West uh, in his first game as well, and I think hmm. he's rising my charts as well. And I think he's a future in Cleveland. 
Uh, he showed solid hands. He he showed really good in that one cut capability of Shanahan's uh, zone blocking scheme. He had ten rushes for twenty two yards, but he was behind the second old line, which was really bad uh, there as well. Yeah, the stats don't really bear out what he actually no. looked like in I game action. I thought Ben Tate looked good. Though. Ben they, Tate looked fabulous. They both looked yeah. good. Yeah, they did. Well, I'm just starting to stick with the rookies, you know. And well, yeah, right. Yeah, but, I mean Ben Tate looked like something I haven't seen in Clo- Cleveland for a while. I mean he looked right. he explosive looks, and yeah. quick, and he got he hit those holes yeah. hard and fast. And if he can stay healthy. Another guy I've been talking about all year that's going to have a really good year, fantasy year, especially in redraft, is Ben Tate. Yeah, he's I, going I right think now so in like too, the eighth, ninth round of your redraft leagues. He's something I'm thinking can put up running back one numbers if he can stay healthy because he did. He looked really good behind that Cleveland O line, and Cleveland's got one of the top tier O lines in the league. Uh, so, yeah, Sankey looked good. Green looked good. Uh, I mean, he ran four yards, 20. I mean, 13 of those were, were touchdown runs. So, Again, first preseason game, I'm not jumping all over it. I mean, there's guys like, you know, Dree Archer had, you know. He had a nice reception. Yeah, he had a 46-yard reception coming out of the slot. Yeah, but he's a gadget sweet. player. No right. Problem. I don't think he has fantasy relevance. He's one of those guys that puts up like a 15, 20-point game because he has like three catches for like eight yards and a touchdown. Somebody's going to swoop him up, and next week he's going to give you four points. All right, just think Dexter McCluster when you when Right, you that's, that yeah, exactly. that's the kind of production you can but expect when, from him. But when he does like do something like that, it looks it's it's – Sweet to watch, but yeah, fantasy value definitely. And we've know, been preaching yeah. a lot. Him and DeAnthony Thomas, we've been right. preaching it all year and long. And DeAnthony Thomas returned that exactly. like punter kick yeah. return, whatever. That was sweet too. But guys, that's all. These are talented guys right. that are going to help their NFL teams, not your fantasy not your teams, fan. unless Let you go out and get, take them. get the de- the Chiefs defense special teams. Yeah, well, right. I mean, yeah, if you score, yeah, it depends on your scoring ways. leagues. Yeah. yeah, yeah, how your leagues are scored. Uh, let's talk about another rookie that's been doing really well. That kind of had a. It kind of, you know, good sign to see. Devontae Adams started for Jordy Nelson because of Nelson's hammy. And, you know, he started, which is good. But then he also had those two fumble, back-to-back punt fumbles. Back-to-back fumbles for Adams. That's kind of... Yeah, but the, it's wasn't the weather, wasn't that, wasn't that a weather game? Like, wasn't it... You t- against the... I didn't, I didn't see it live. So yeah, I, I think it? that they were playing the, uh, the, the, uh, the Titans, right? I think it was rain in that game. Mm, I actually didn't catch that no, game. I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was a rain game. Yeah, I mean, what's well, a good sign? I mean, that Boykin Adams started the game. He was he was rotating with Boykins, but you can see Adams already rising up these death charts, and everybody keeps telling me like, oh, they're probably going to resign Cobb. They're going to probably resign Cobb. I, I'm still. I, yeah, I'm not sure they're going to. I don't think. I, I'm telling you, I don't think they will. I think I think they're going to ride with. They signed Jordy. That's the guy who I said all along they should sign. The guy who's proven. And I think they're going to, you know, they like Adams enough. They're going to say, you know what, Cobb, you can walk because we got the same thing right here in Devontae Adams. Except that Adams is bigger, you know. I mean, they, they kind of broke the mold when they took Randall Cobb, you know, what they're traditionally, right. what they traditionally draft as wide And he was a stud in college, man. And, and yeah, when car were crazy. I, I, the nation touchdowns. Right. I was watching a ton of games on the NFL Network, like over there's like the replays, you know, the reruns, and, you know, not watching the whole thing, but catching bits and pieces and then flipping back and forth or whatever. And I almost like ninety nine percent sure that was a rain game. But when I was watching when they were when they were showing Adams at one point, the the announcers I forget who they were they're really talking him up. It just made like made me like reinforce like for sure, dude's gonna be legit. Yeah, man. he holds my spot, my rookie spot, right there around like the eighth pick, ninth right. pick. That's where he stands for me. Uh, now who else started that game? Another rookie, Richard Rogers at tight end for the. The Green Bay Packers. Uh, he started. He looks like he is the, in the lead right now to be the starter there. We know Colt went out with that leg injury, and you know he wasn't going to start. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, but you know they have Bostic there. He was, you know, he's the veteran that was there 
and he's already at the number two, and Rodgers already starting ahead of him. So that's a good sign. I don't know what to expect from Rodgers this year, but I, anytime you're starting a Green Bay offense, I mean, you gotta you got to get some looks. I'm not sure, you know, how they view him, though. Do they view him as, like, their blocking tight end, or, or is he going to be the inline type of... Yeah, he reminds me of, like, or like the, you know, the, the blocking back. Yeah. Well, let's pay attention and find out. So that's, I mean, that's something I want That's something I kind of want to pay attention to this Green Bay uh, offense. Because even when Finley was there and Finley was the next big, great hype, I mean, he still never put up... He was really numbers. inconsistent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move. There's another rookie that actually did really well who we were really down on. And we said he was terrible, and he wasn't draftable. But, again, we're talking about a guru coach at the position, Logan Thomas. Right. I, dude, I want, when we were talking about Blake Bortles, I wanted to, you know, switch over. I didn't want to go off your schedule. He had a great game. 11 for 12, 113 yards at a touchdown. I mean, granted, it was against a third-string Texans defense. Right. But I don't care. I mean, this it, is a guy who his biggest concern was accuracy. And if we always, you know, he has the athleticism. If Arians could fix this guy's actu- you know, accuracy, look out. Well, so, I'd like to see. I'd like to see another game. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. Like I, when I remember when I was watching tape of him, he looked like a first rounder one throw. Yeah. And then the next throw, he looked like he didn't belong even playing high school ball. He well, looked terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Looked, so I hated his tape. I hated it. So I mean, if you're if. If if he's gonna get his footwork and if if that's what it was all straightened up and he can look like that first round pick consistently, yeah. then they they have they found something right. And, well, but but you got to see more than one preseason game against third stringers. Yeah, like the dude's out. got talent. I mean, you guys know me. I like I watch a lot of the ACC. I like for I like watching Virginia Tech. It's kind of like you know the Hurricanes' rival in a way, like their second rival. So I do kind of tune in when they play. And like after a sophomore year, guy looked like a first round pick. He was awesome. It was like. I was super excited for him. You know, I was like, this guy's really good. And then his last two years are just, oh, they're, so they're brutal. Yeah. It was like, what happened, you and, know? So I don't know. Hey, if he gets a proper coaching, he's got the the tools to be good. So, and if he does, I think he could put up big numbers. Like if he ever did get it, if he was able to put it together, Duke could put up numbers. Ability. But, I'm not buying it. He's been so inconsistent for three years prior to that. It's like, yeah. I'm just, I'm not buying it. I need to see more. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon based off of one game. But it was, it was surprising when I saw that. I kind of just laughed at myself. I was like, yeah, go, you know, go figure. Go figure. Yeah. It caught my eye. And if we go back, if we go back to after the draft, we were, we were all surprised where he went in the draft. And we said, hey, you know, Aaron, Aaron, Bruce Aarons came out right away. And they're like, wow, you took, you know, Logan Thomas High. He's like, he has a lot of things wrong with his game, but I can fix it. And, you know, if anybody, I'm going to give anybody, you know, one of the, some of the coaches, you give me a handful of coaches to fix my QB, Arians is going to be one of those guys. So, I mean, it's just a good thing to sign. Good, you know, yeah, it's some, a positive we sign. Went, we, we had him as undraftable before, and now I'm saying, yeah, I mean, he's worth a late-round flyer in a rookie draft. Because he didn't get drafted in our rookie draft, did he? I think he did. Oh, he did. Okay. I think, but yeah, but like it was fifth, late then. Sixth round, yeah. Right. But again, he's somebody that's where he should be going nowadays because if he can get fixed, then let's jump on it. Uh, moving on. You know who else did good? I thought that I caught really oh, quick. Breaking news. Oh, you got quick. breaking news. We got breaking yeah, news. Go hit hit the breaking news music. Bur- breaking, Bur- breaking news. Andre Brown just released by the Texans, which is weird because he didn't even play. They they pushed him back. Andre Brown could have been a little sleeper. This is good news for Alfred Boy Blue Boys. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did really. He did pretty good. And I was. I saw so many guys that did good statistically, and uh, Alfred Blue was one of those guys. But I think I have to pull up the. Uh, 
the charts. You guys are killing me with this breaking news well, we stuff. Got th- we got three breaking news here. You look up that thing about uh, Andre Brown. Andre Brown has been released. This is really good news for Alfred Blue. Uh, I think cause I'm a, I'm a fan of Alfred Blue. The Dolphins signed Brady Quinn. Means nothing. Means nothing. No. But here, here's here's something. It means Matt Moore's more dinged up than you know, you know than they thought. Jared Aberderis has towards ACL. And again, I, we said last week. When I, I remember, you guys, we had this debate specifically because I said, "Okay, guys, Aberderis or Jeff Janis." You guys both took Aberderis, and I said, "I'm going to take Jeff Janis. I'm going to take the size and you know the speed of Janis." And now, reportedly, out here on Roto World. Jeff Janis is shining at camp. Oh, I read that earlier today. I knew you were going to say something like that. I that that well, I saw I that I report. Told you that's who I would take over. Well, well how can you can't mm-hmm. you can't account mm-hmm. for injuries though? I can account for well, anything. You can. I want what to. do you? Yeah, I look in my crystal ball. Think, well, when the draft came around, <laughs> I actually ended up getting Jeff Janis, but ja- Jared Aberdeeris was already taken, and luckily for me, now uh, it looks like I got the better one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say, your boy Evan Silva's been uh, talking up uh, Jonathan Grimes as the uh, backup in the Houston. Texans? Yeah. Okay. And lo, I mean, lo and behold, Andre Brown gets cut today. So yeah. Right. And, and he was talking him up today. So I don't know if he, you know, had his ear to the street or what, you know, but he was talking him up. So and Jonathan Grimes should be, uh, again, with Arian Foster, whoever or, the backup is in Houston. Yeah, because that's the way to go. Jump but on it. But Alfred Blue, I th- statistically, I didn't catch any of that game. Statistically, at decent numbers. Now, I, whether or not he played well, I guess like people down in Houston would know a little bit better. You know, we haven't watched the game, but statistically, he was decent. It caught my eye. Like, oh, he had a good, he had a good game. You know, and I was thinking he could be a va- you know value, so maybe Jonathan a backup. Grimes but Grimes is ad. what I was re- what I was reading. Grimes is an ad, man. All right, guys, get Jonathan Grimes off the waiver wire if he's there. Add him to your team. Alfred Blue, obviously, if he was not selected in your rookie draft for some reason, add him to your team. Andre Brown is officially cut from the Texans roster. Uh, so just between the two, you know, the three of us here, I actually already put in a claim for Grimes earlier. So today. did I. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I think you're, I think you're, uh, I think I'm ahead of you. You've you been making some me. moves. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do a quick, you know, we're here, we're, we're here up against it here soon. Um, not a lot of response. Charles Johnson for the Browns, you know, the deep sleeper. Yeah, he looked all Three right. for 30, 15 yards on a, on a screen. He made a really nice play on that. Right, he did, yeah. Yeah, so he's somebody still to monitor. Paul still. Richardson looked pretty good. I don't know if you have him on the list. I do not have him on the list. Did yeah. he look good? Yeah, uh, you know, again, just uh, just going by stats, I, I, I didn't catch any of the Seahawks-Broncos game. I'm just pulling up his stats right now. But someone that uh, caught my eye statistically when I was going through the, uh, the box scores, and... He had four catches for 37 yards on five targets. So, all right, you know, someone that maybe I wasn't like super high. Pick, who I'm not. I mean, for, I mean, come on, let's face it. For being a second round pick, he's going way late. You know, he's going like right. I wasn't super high on him, and it's like, oh, maybe, maybe they will use him. I'd like to see, you know, another game. But hey, see someone a lot that, more from Paul Tumbleweed Richardson. So. Yeah, me too. Right, but it just caught my eyes as a decent game. So okay, um, more more league and review for this week. Chris Ivory. Hurt again. Big surprise. Rib cartilage injury. This guy's always hurt. Just want to throw it out there. He's uh, he's useless. He's useless. Yep. And in other news, uh, somebody that's still hurt for out for the, he's gonna miss the second preseason game because of that hammy. It's just really bothering him. Allen Robinson in Jacksonville. Mm, uh, slowing down the rookie. Yeah, man. they're saying Cecil Shorts is a little bit ahead of him. So. Which is weird because I was really big on Allen Robinson this year ahead of Marquise Lee, and it's now looking like Marquise Lee can lead that team in targets, and Robinson might not have any role whatsoever. 
Speaking of, speaking of Marquise Lee, did you see the the report of him, like the coach saying that he kind of dogged right. it? Right. I was just going to bring that up, and I was actually based off of what you just said. I was thinking, oh, maybe I flip flopped them in my mind when I read it, you know, like transposed it. But I, yeah, I saw that yeah, report. Kind of questioned it, you I know. Saw it too, right. Yeah. So, question whether or not he was giving his all on every play. Type yeah. Of thing, which, so, ooh, that, that's not good. That's no, not good. Cause that, that's coming from a guy that that's coming from a guy that maybe kind of lost it last year a little bit. Right. And dropped a ton of passes. Right. If, if he falls back into that in his rookie year, he ooh, had like a red flag. Not yeah. like terrible red flags, no, but he had red flags. Right. But it, but if he's gonna if he's gonna fall back into that kind of stuff, it, that that's not a good sign for. Him. Yeah. Somebody that when they're not they know they're not gonna bother moping on their routes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like that from anybody. Uh, and that, hey, but you we, know who we looked good in Jacksonville last year a little bit too. Remember about him at USC? Like maybe he lost a little bit hard of it because he knew you know the injuries, the quarterback, the coach. We questioned his heart last that's year. What I, yeah, that's USC. what I was trying well, to Well, right, yeah, because reference. coming in, like going like a, a year ago, you'd be like, oh, Marquis Lee's him and Sammy Watkins one too. And, yeah, and we said we're like we just can't explain it. And then we brought up the heart issue before any before we knew any of this. We just said, hey, and we we gave you a scenario why maybe his heart's just not really in it. And now maybe we're onto something. My boy Alan Hearns caught two passes down there in Jacksonville for 43 yards. And there's our Alan Hearns reference of the day from Michael Zibovich. Go Hurricanes. That's right. Canes, Bernie. Uh, let's see. Some more news in the league here. We have Alex Smith. Doesn't want what does want to be paid year to year like Andy Dalton. He wants more like Joe Flacco money. That made me almost wet my huggies. Okay. <laughs> Except you haven't won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, Alex Smith, man. I mean, that's... That, if, who, if the Chiefs paid him twenty million dollars a year, that'd be the biggest mistake they've ever made. I just, I still I just, I still view Alex Smith as a really, 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 really good backup. <laughs> He's a stopgap starter, is what he is until they find the real you know franchise yeah. quarterback. Winier, Lugier can't throw a really nice deep ball. Not a big fan. Don't pay the guy. You're silly to pay him. They they were probably fiending hoping they got Janie Manziel. They didn't, and. uh yeah, just, I mean, I just saw that today that you know he was out there. He doesn't want to be paid like this guy's like arguing. Like, if any team wanted me and my, you know, was Alex Smith, and they want to pay me fifteen million a year for five years and forty-five million guaranteed, psh, sign me up, sign me up. I'm uh, I'm gonna throw two more out at you real quick that I just saw, and you know it stinks because I try to watch as many games as you can, but you you can't watch you every can't catch you yeah, can't every single one. So, but I do look at all the stat lines. You know what I mean? Um, so if if they got bogus yards, you know, and it's not true, then I apologize. But uh, Bruce Ellington looked really good, yeah, and I and, and I heard positive things about him. You know, like I during the game, right? There's been a lot of he looked explosive him, returning yeah. kicks. I, I did. I actually catch part of that game. Yeah, and then um, God, his name's so hard to pronounce. Baltimore running back Talaferro. Yeah, seventy-one yards, and I was seeing like look strong. Yeah, yeah right. He looked like a big and big Ray Rice Ooh. is a question mark, man. So Ray Rice looked good though too, and I do kind of think Ray Rice has a uh, little bounce back there. But here's the thing: I'm not big on Bernard Pierce whatsoever. So that's a good point, Mike, on Lorenzo because he's kind of running back. That's I have him probably way too low in my rookie rankings. I actually when I was doing my rankings, I saw him there, and I was like, maybe I should move him up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a little one more week. Right. Uh, but yeah, he did look good. He ran with power. He got really high, high, high grades on him as well. Yeah, thirteen carries, seventy-one yards, man. So yeah, that's really good. I I've liked what, and we've kind of mentioned his name before in podcasts as yeah, well. We have um, it. Just yeah, unfortunately, it's hard to see if he's going against a thirteen, fourteen. I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't yeah, get the catch. Yes, we kind of opportunity to get to so. his preseason progresses again. These are guys, you know that. 
It's, it's the preseason games. And in early week one, they mean nothing. Keep it, keep uh, it grain of salt, but maybe guys just to keep all these guys that we have mentioned and keep an eye on them. Yeah, because especially see, if your rookie draft is, it, it you know right before the season starts, maybe over Labor yeah. Day weekend and or whatever. And the coaches see that and tally up and I'm like, all right, let's give him a rep. You know, let's give him a couple of reps here behind behind the O line one. Let's see what he could do behind the starters. Same thing. I got tons of tweets on Brandon Oliver. And, you know, Brandon Oliver for the Chargers went seven for 64 yards. You know, an undrafted free agent of Buffalo like James Starks. And, uh, you know, but he went against Dallas's like, late, you know, Dallas's starting defense is crappy. Right, that's, what um, that's exactly what I was going to say. But at the same time, now Marion Grice, who was on the rankings, who I dropped in my rankings because of this, you know, Brandon Oliver is running ahead of him. Apparently, you know? yeah, apparently he's shown nothing in, in practice either. Yeah, out of Arizona, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's looked really bad. So, I mean, Marion Grice, take him off your draft boards altogether and, Maybe maybe on a last late round pick again, Brandon Oliver. Oliver, maybe just somebody keep your eye on here because he did run good. Somebody Donald ran, Brown's the guy to have there. I'm going to say in the long run. And it's the thing. Well, he is Donald Brown. They just signed Danny Woodhead to an extension. Right. Matt. I mean, Ryan Matthews didn't help the cause fumble at the goal line. Uh, so it's just kind of it's it's a crowded, muddy backfield. But again, you know, we're just here to you know make sure you guys are on top of your game at all times. Brandon Oliver is a name to watch. I wouldn't cut anybody of relevance for him, but say if you have somebody, maybe you have David Wilson, and you had to bump him off, and you just need to go out there and grab somebody, that's a good name to go out there and grab. Uh, one last guy before we get out of here I want to talk about is, you know, who looked really disappointing. Actually, there's two guys I want to talk about. One that Matt loves, and I like a lot too, but let's talk about disappointments first. Kadeem Carey. I mean, he disappointed with 10 carries for 23 yards, show no elusiveness or speed. Uh, big letdown from him in, in, in his first preseason game. Again, nothing I'm going to jump over already, but some of that showed on tape, and that's why I kind of dropped a little bit on there. And now it's shown, shown in NFL games. And somebody, you know, we were talking about Kadeem Carey could be the future there. Maybe not. Mm, yeah, maybe reel that in a little bit. Um, Back yeah, it up, that, Mike. The, yeah, that's a bummer, man. It really is. You know, somebody, he's got a ton of talent, but you, I guess the questions are going to be the speed. Can he actually, you know, get to the holes in time and get, our, get to the corner? Yeah, it didn't look good. I mean, not again, I mean, I'm not going to throw, you know, I'm not going to get the noose, start tying the noose here because of week one preseason, but, you know, disappointed. Now, somebody who earlier in this, <laughs> early in this week that we talked about that, or that I heard about about their, <laughs> their pass protection is Devontae Freeman, which wasn't a case, you know, what was in college, he wasn't really known for that. But then he came out and he had 10 carries for 50 yards and right. had one catch for 57 yards. Still on the Devontae Freeman bandwagon, still think he's worth like a really high second round pick to late first round pick. Um, he's my, him, him and Jeremy Hill are like right there for me for rookie backs on selection wise. But Devontae Freeman showed his elusiveness and showed his explosiveness in that Falcons game. I, I, yeah, I actually, I loved what I saw out of the guy. I mean, he's going to get, I think he's, there's just a matter of time before he gets that, that starting gig with, with Steven Jackson. All right. Up. So I, I think he's got upside for this year and definitely for the future. So you have Jeremy Hill over Andre Williams. I have Jeremy Hill over Andre Williams right okay. now. It's, but I mean, see to me, those guys are really similar. I mean, they're, they're providing the same roles, you know, Jeremy Hill's a little bit bigger, but they're both power backs. They're going to be touchdown vultures. And now I could see, and I, I'm still, because you guys aren't on that wagon, I still see yeah. Jeremy Hill getting tons of, like, not tons, but like 10 to 12 carries a game. And that's where I see, like, Andre Williams right around there, too. So, to me. I think I'm long terms with Andre Williams, man. They might, have, they might have similar, like, And roles. that has nothing to do with uh, just, you know, recently good Andre. That's how I've had it the whole time. Yeah, and that makes, I mean, what you, 
You make sense. Because Gio Bernard is. But I'm going to go with dude, the better seriously. offense. I'm going to go with the team that I'm True. sure is going to move the ball downfield. It's going to come down to touchdowns, and I think Jeremy Hill is going to score more touchdowns. Okay. We're going to have more red. Like I said, in this last preseason game, Andre Williams had no goal line carries because they weren't in the red zone. Yeah. I feel like the Bengals, with that offense, and all literally with high, high-powered high picks, you know, I think Hill, is, again, he's going to be the benefit of that. He's going to get all the goal line carries. And it, it's not about all the yards that Hill is going to get. I think he's going to average about 40 yards a game. Again, I, I go back to what I said earlier. Not many running backs get double-digit touchdowns. So the ones that do that have high value, and I, I honestly think Hill has a strong chance to get about 10 touchdowns this year, maybe even more. I really do. So that's that's where it came down to me, the high-powered right. offense and the more opportunities in the red zone on those goal-line carries. So it's arguable, but fair enough. You make good points, so, you okay. know. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Right, but I still like Andre Williams better. Yeah, me too, Nick. So. I think you're both wrong. All right. Just about, Time just, will tell. Just, Put just it like, on the chalkboard. Hey, like, I'm I'm free to admit when I'm wrong. I mean, dude, seriously. Just so. like we're talking about Jeff Janis and Jared Everdis, scoreboard. Hey, um, what did uh, what your boy Isaiah Crowell do then this this Ooh. week? No, oh, first way. of all, no, first of all, we undrafted all, free agents first, getting way too much stock. All, I've everyone not been hyping him whatsoever. Everyone looking for the next Arian Foster, not finding it. Yeah. Overvalued. I moved him down my board. Yeah, pie in the face. I knew that from day one. Mm. Mike is Mr. Note on the dime. Right. I won't yeah. say all the other ones that I was wrong on, like, you know, but I'll just let you know when I'm right. Greg Little. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Leonard Hankerson. Right. Way and, off. And, you know, if you want to read and you, if you want to get smarter too, make sure you go to dynastynerds.com and check out Mike's articles on, uh, you know, all the college guys he's telling you guys to get out there and take a look at. Mike, Matt's been doing some really good uh, AFC North. AFC East and some camp battles to watch for. Uh, I've been writing about every which way and can. I just did a guest blog. I don't know if you guys had to see it for uh, Fantasy Football Warehouse. Um, I did see that. And who's going to be the number one receiver? I retweeted it. But Calvin I, Johnson? I bit Calvin Johnson. Right. Yep. I read simple. it. And, uh, going, yeah. Going way out on a limb there, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, the options were Demarius well, Thomas and you got to be right. AJ Green. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's, I, it's I better down, to be right than I wrote be out down on the end. You know, I wrote down. I made a case for each guy. I broke it down and I said, okay. But all it boils down to is who would I take number one if I had to, if I'm up and I had to take a receiver, mm. Calvin Johnson. Don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Calvin it's Johnson. He's, he's a freak. So right. Um. Yeah. I mean, DynastyNerds.com. You guys, you guys have really made the site great. It's really been blowing up. The traffic there is unreal. Uh, we appreciate everybody out that listens to us and gets onto the site. So, again, we will be updating our rankings now. Check out our next episode. It should be up here on about Thursday. We're going to be about two episodes a week to keep you guys up to date on the podcast, entertain those ears of yours, and keep you guys full of knowledge when it comes to fantasy football. And if you ask Mike, he's always right, so always listen to Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And until just a few days, gentlemen, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Later. Later, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.